As the world emerges from the shadows of a pandemic, we're all wondering what's next. Has our experience in lockdown altered the future we expected, or has it simply accelerated ongoing change? What's in store for us over the next few years? Join me, Susie Golding, and me, Andrew Clark, in Singapore every week as we ask leaders across Asia, working in marketing, communications, and lifestyle, one simple question. What's, What's next? next? Morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm very well, Susie. I'm very excited about our guest this week because he's a little bit um, off-piste, if you like, from the normal type of guest that we have on the podcast. Mm, that makes him sound quite mysterious, Andrew. Maybe we should... Uh reveal all for the listeners well we have a stand-up comedian on this week and he's called sam c and he is a local homegrown comedian who i saw maybe three or four maybe longer years ago when kevin bridges the scottish comedian came to town and he was his support at and my goodness me he was so funny yeah i kind of started to follow him then and then i was making a show with jim jeffries the australian comedian and jim jeffries came to asia and i managed to get sam on his show i've kept in touch with sam ever since and managed to convince him to come on our podcast brilliant uh, yeah i'm really looking forward to it as well because i think we all need an excuse to have a bit of a bit of a laugh these days so looking forward to having a bit of a chuckle with them and it's been a really hard time i mean sam has some pretty amazing stories about how hard it's been mm. uh for being a stand-up at this time especially being you know a singaporean stand-up yeah. i think we didn't really know very much about the stand-up scene here in singapore before we spoke to him no absolutely it was a real eye-opener and you know i guess all we can say is the sooner they can get back onto live stages in front of audiences, the better, right? And I, for one, I think I learned so much from Sam about the scene um, and the diversity of it that I'm really keen to be able to go out and watch some local talent. Yeah, I can't wait for it to get back on the live stage again. And there's some really great venues in Singapore, namely the Merry Lion, which is mentioned in our chat with him. Yeah. Uh, which is which is one of the the main venues to go and see stand up. Let's hope that it that it comes back in some form soon. Absolutely. So, with further ado, shall we get cracking? Let's jump in. Here he is right now. How are you, Sam? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for remembering my name. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I'm happy to talk to all of you here. It's just, it's just nice to see people. I think the first thing to do is perhaps if you could let us know a little bit about yourself, Sam, and what you do. Okay. Uh, my name is Sam C. Uh, I am Singaporean based here. Uh, I am a full-time stand-up comedian in the middle of a pandemic where live entertainment is not allowed. So it's a it's been an interesting time. It, it must be a really tough time. My income has dropped by, I mean, last month, I made the lowest amount of money I've ever made in my career. And this month, I have toppled that last last month's uh, record for the even, even lower amount of money. I've made a horrend, like, I've, I'm not, not even like sort of like being hyperbolic or anything. I've lost about 80 to 90% of my income. Wow. Mm. I've lost a significant gash of my income. And pains me to say this as a liberal-minded comedian that I would not be able to survive if it wasn't for the government grants. I am thankful to the Singapore government as much as it pains me to say. I am appreciative of what they've done for uh, freelancers during these times. But I know the only reason I'm getting one of these grants is because I appear middle class. So. <laughs> 
a lot of lower class people. <laughs> it's true. I, I, I've asked around a lot of some of my other friends can't get this because they're not exactly middle class. Oh, so really? When, they, when you ask for, yeah, because when you ask for references, hey, do you have evidence? I'm like, well, I have this gig I was doing with this corporate group and I had this email from the Melbourne Comedy Festival and other people are like, well, I can't exactly prove to you I have a hundred orders or like, orders of like welding yeah so it's very hard for them to prove like hey i lost that kind of money whereas for me it's like well my my work is middle class so here here's the correspondence oh that i had with this client <laughs> i do a lot of D D's. yes i do a lot of D. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish i did more they don't they don't want my answer to dnd because they want someone that is i don't know singapore dnds they just want someone that's like hey how are we doing make some they just want like a simple guy that can come on and make Jokes about the four races and like ah Chinese ha 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 you you small penis ha ha. <laughs> so you're having a really tough time during this period, mm -hmm. but I think for our beloved listener, they perhaps don't know very much about the Singapore stand-up comedy scene. Oh. In fact, I'm sure that they might be slightly surprised that there is some kind of scene here in Singapore. Um, not meaning to be too. Um, patronizing to the listener mm -hmm. but what i do think would be really interesting is for you to tell us a little bit about the singapore comedy scene because from what i know about you you're a little bit of a kind of mother hen organizing gigs and 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 supporting other comedians sure so the singapore comedy scene started around the uh late 2010 so like 2008 to 2010 it the first version of it came up with a club called one mic stand over clark key for some of our uh, longer-staying listeners in Singapore. So the comedy scene sort of restarted in the early 2010s with Comedy Masala, which was an, sort of an open mic. And then uh, now in 2020, we're going to pretend COVID hasn't hit yet. So 2020, we have uh, a full-time comedy club called The Merry Lion, mm. where we, fly, uh, we sort of bring in a regional or international headliner every Friday or Saturday. Uh, we have uh, acts who have been on Comedy Central. We have acts in Singapore. Not just based, but Singaporeans who have been on Netflix like a fucker fuzz. Uh, we have comics who have been to the Edinburgh Festival, who have been uh, award-winning, internationally reviewed and revered. And yeah, it's and it's not just like I just want to tell people. I know some of you folks might be thrown off on comedy, especially the expats, because you see Singapore comedy, you think, oh, it's that guy in the dress, isn't it? It's Kumar. It's gonna talk about all these. Oh, the Chinese guy has a small penis, and I have to say that the comedy scene in Singapore is nothing like that. We have a diverse group of people. Mm. I would say majority of us do focus on international humour. We want to make everyone in the audience laugh. I remember you, uh, you know, I remember your warm-up gig at the Kevin Bridges concert, and I was in absolute fit. You told jokes about your mother's cooking, about why your, your, the, the joke that you told was about why in Asia, why is good food synonymous with, <laughs> with prostitution? That one, wow, <laughs> damn, I don't even, I forgot I'm that intrigued. joke. Uh, there's like, uh, we have the four floors of halls in Singapore, which is Orchard Towers, where in the daytime, it is a normal shopping centre, but at night, it it, it magically turns like a Disney princess into a brothel, and we call it the four floors of halls, because three was too little, five was too much, four is just nice, because feng shui. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, Wherever you find the dirtiest hookers, you also find the best food. Osha Towers is one of the best <gasps> food. They have an amazing Thai restaurant in there. Yes, amazing. I know. I've been there. So Osha Towers, Geylang, the whole of Thailand. Yeah, and that worries me because uh, my friends keep telling me the best food they've ever had is in my mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> 
much have you found um, when you're when you're performing for foreign audiences? How much do how much have you found you've had to sort of teach them about Singapore <laughs> and Singaporean ways? Not much, actually. Not much, because I mean, most of my jokes I have always written it. This here's here's a secret tip. Very much listening to comedy, write your comedy as if everyone in the room is a fucking moron. <laughs> You know, that's funny because that's how I write my press releases. (laughs) (laughs) And our pitches. (laughs) It's a lesson to live by. Listen, Sam, um, what do you think is next then? What's next for the world of stand-up comedy with all of this shit that's going on at the moment? Unemployment office. So really, seriously, for you, the next is the unemployment office. No, you can't be serious. Nah, only fans. Uh, No, uh, it's hard to say because genuinely... The, the ones that are telling us that what we can and can't do for live stand-up comedy now is the government in every country. And I'm like, fair enough. I, I have to say fair enough. This is, if you let stand-up comedians run their own shit, they're going to be a bunch of morons because a lot of them are like, we don't care. We're here to do it for the art and for the love. And I'm like, you're squeezing a hundred people into a tiny room during a pandemic. <laughs> that, that's, that's murder. You're murdering someone that night. And yeah, it just happened. There was supposed to be a show tonight in Singapore, a live show. And I had to like call the people and tell them like, you know, this is illegal, right? And the organizer had the gall to tell me, oh, but if you get arrested, it's going to increase our profile. And I'm like, if you get arrested, we're all going to come under scrutiny, you dum-dum. Also, yeah. you're an expert. Yeah, wow. Oh, dear. Yeah. You're going to get deported if you get caught. He's gone. He's gone if he gets caught. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's it. He's the perfect scapegoat. Yeah. Thankfully, they called it off and it's now an online event. But I was just like, what were you doing? Like, you all know the rules. And I'm like, I mean, once again, I'm not, I'm not always the biggest fan of a government, but I got a side of them on this thing. They, mm. they will tell us when we can come back. And because of that, it's hard to say what the future holds. So, I mean, so much of your act um, is about the live. And so how have you found the transition of doing stand-up to a virtual audience rather than a live audience? How have you found that? I pivoted over to uh, online shows and now I've moved to Twitch because I'm a millennial and I will... I will exercise my right to play video games and attempt to make money off of it like a true millennial if you're not monetizing then what are you doing with your life you use the word pivot and we don't like that word on this show <laughs> good spot andrew good spot oh uh, i'll spin then i will uh, transition i should transition 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 that's okay we'll let you use transition so i've had to transition to the online platform <laughs> Pivot works so much better than transition. It's two syllables. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I've never been on Twitch. Well, I have. I've looked. I've looked once, but it frightened me, so I just came off it. No, it's, it's actually very nice. Like I was a bit scared of it too, and then I started to watch my friends who, who were comics or performers who who had already made the jump, and their communities were like nice and supportive. Everyone's kind. If anyone's a dickhead, you can just kick them from the chat and ban them, and it's perfectly fine. It's not like how dare you ban me. It's like you can just straight up kick anybody you don't like. I see that on Twitch. I see people, I see that a lot because I I have to admit, I do watch quite a lot of Twitch, but I don't watch it for the video games. I watch it for like DJs and artists and musicians who, mainly DJs actually, who have, um, who who do their own shows. But yeah, there's a lot of, there's there's a lot of chatting that goes on, which I find quite weird. But yeah, there's all of this kicking off, you know, if you say something, you disrespect somebody, then you just get kicked off. And that's it, done, dusted. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a community and a forum at the same time. And right now, Twitch like the biggest thing. Uh, chess. 
chess is back. Chess. Everyone likes watching people play chess. Yeah. Wow. Are you a chess player? No, I'm shit at it. <laughs> what I love the most about stand up was getting reactions immediately. Getting not just the feel of the reaction, you actually get to no, not just seeing it. You actually get to feel it because laughter is some is sound waves, and sound waves can impact a person. And if you're the only one facing the other direction from everybody else. And 100 people in the room are laughing at you. You do feel something. You physically feel yeah. the roar, the heat and everything. And now I'm just a ho- at home in my pajamas with no underwear. And it's not as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> too much information. Too <laughs> yeah, much information. Too much like anyone's, <laughs> is anyone wearing underwear at home? Come on, guys. It's Singapore. Are you going to wear underwear at home? Let's, 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 let's be adults about this. <laughs> for, for me, I've, I'm doing the Twitch. It's not paying a lot. Fuck, it's not paying, but I'm enjoying myself. I'm happy with it, and uh, I get. I'm. It's just the start of me doing something more. It's flexing the muscles, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The the way I've approached what I've been doing online, it is not to make money. Making money is like the biggest mistake you can you can do in any of these ventures. Ventures, sorry, these endeavors. Uh, I'm, very, I'm pretty sure ventures is one of your no no words. Uh, is no, we're all right with that. <laughs> a lot of people are like, I want to come on online, I'll make money, and I'll sell a show, and I'll leave. And I'm like, no, no, no. You can, you literally can sell to everyone in the world. Why don't you use this as a as a platform? And that's what I've done. I've I focus all of my online endeavors to be on advertising myself, to be promoting myself. So there was a stand up special. Yeah. Uh, there are all these shows with other comics, and it's like, oh my god, Sam's doing a lot. It's like, no. A stand-up special is a is a self-promotion because then it goes, hey, I have an hour of comedy. Yeah. Because the one everyone doesn't know I have an hour, but now I have a full hour and I'm working on the next one. All of these format shows or panel shows where I bring on three comics, I'm just basically getting their audience to look at me as well. It's just finding new audiences, finding ways to sort of bring eyes onto me. It sounds to me as though you're doing the things that you wouldn't normally do, but are really beneficial to you. So you're seeking out new audiences by doing Twitch, uh, by doing these panel shows that you do online, and then also at the same time you're straying into areas that you wouldn't normally stray into. So just quickly, Sam, how can we find you? How can we watch your stuff? Now, I know that your stand-up special coming out live is out there, and you can buy that. I've bought it. I think it's brilliant. It's really very good. It's what you put on at the Edinburgh Festival last year. Uh, we can watch you on Twitch. Where can we watch you on Twitch? So if you want to watch me on Twitch, if you want to find a special, if you want to find anything about me, it's just eight simple letters. Mr. Sam C. M-R-S-A-M-S-E-E. Uh, I'm on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Twitch, the the LinkedIn, apparently. I went to LinkedIn. I'm apparently been reviewing uh, video games for 10 years because I didn't take down one profile and I got like a job offer. And I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm, if you want to get the special... <laughs> You want to get special? It's on my website, mrsamc.com. I went professional. I bought a domain. Perfect. That's great, Sam. Now, at this point in our podcast, we ask all of our guests the same questions. So we want to know, what are your recommendations for something great to listen to? What have you been reading? And what have you been watching? Ooh, okay. Mm. Now, here's here's a bit of a, this is a bit of a secret shame, gang. I don't read as much as I should. I'm not a very good reader. I read Wikipedia articles mainly to research for the quiz show. So I recommend Wikipedia articles. <laughs> They're great. There was some fascinating... There was no Wikipedia article explaining the Pagliacci joke. The joke format of Pagliacci. Like, 
Remember from Watchmen, like, man goes to the doctor, says he's depressed and sad. The doctor says, hey, you should see the great clown Pagliacci is in town this weekend. And the patient goes, but I am Pagliacci. Nah, 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 nah. There's an entire Wikipedia article based on that joke format now. <laughs> that is a yeah. first. We've never oh, had I... a read suggestion <laughs> of Wikipedia. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> we haven't. And what have you been um, watching? Have you been uh, glued to Netflix like most of our guests? Or what have you been doing? I'm bouncing between like YouTube. There's a lot of YouTube content on, on primarily wrestling because I'm preparing myself for a wrestling RPG show that I run. So just watching a lot more wrestling, uh, watching a lot of movie review, uh, movie recaps and reviews, because I'm like, hmm, I could watch this for two and a half hours, or I can have someone make jokes about it for like thirty minutes, and I'm like, I'll do that. <laughs> Sounds a lot more fun. Do I really need to watch Schindler's List now? I I'm not in a good place for that. No, I don't. I don't think it's the right environment for Schindler's List. <laughs> and finally, what have you been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to your dulcet tones right here on this podcast. Um, <laughs> really? I've also been listening. Yes, about, of course. You got to do research. I'm amazed, I'm amazed at how many of our guests are actually listening to the podcast. Thank you, Sam. Absolutely. We got to re- got to do your research. Uh, yeah, but I've also been listening to some other podcasts. I've been listening to Jim Jeffries. I don't know about that, where they bring an expert on in a specific topic and Jim will try to bullshit his way to pretending he knows everything about that topic. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, Jim is just a crack. He's just like a delightful person, He's, like naturally funny. I've also been listening to a podcast called Double Toasted, which is an American, a Texas-based podcast about movie reviews and culture. And of course, local podcasts like my good friend Gary Tan's uh, The Not Again podcast. Oh, some good recommendations there, then. I think that this has been a fantastic episode and it's been wonderful and refreshing to have somebody like yourself on the show. Um, So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks so much, Sam. Thank you. And we wish you all of the best and encourage our listener to to find you online, online and consume your excellent excellent comedy yes buy the buy the special buy the bonus edition yeah buy the special thank you you're very kind that was terrific wasn't it oh that was so good you know he's such a trooper isn't he yeah even with all of the adversity is still out there doing his thing telling his jokes and and i'm sure like making lots of people very happy at a time when there's not a huge amount to be happy about for lots of people so you know good on him yeah good on him the thing that's fascinating to me is how he has very quickly adapted to doing live performances on the interweb uh, using this thing, Twitch. I don't know very much about it. I have to say, I, I, I looked at it once and then switched off very quickly in a bit of a panic because I, it just sort of, yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm not the target demographic for it. But hey, if it's working for Sam and his audiences, brilliant. So next we've got a very special episode, don't we? We do indeed, yes. It's going to be our election special. And for anyone who's been watching the um, recent uh, ramblings of, of Trump, um, I'm sure it's going to be a, a belter of an episode. Absolutely. We've got a real-life British broadcasting reporter who is in Los Angeles who has very kindly agreed to join us. A, another good old mate of mine, a chap called David Willis. You may have seen him on your television or heard him on your radio. We're going to be rambling with him about the election. I cannot wait. It'll be a great one, I think. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.
You've been listening to me, Andrew. And me, Susie, and our lovely guest. On What's Next, the podcast which asks just that. If you enjoyed listening, like, subscribe, leave a review. And do recommend us to anyone else that you think would find our ramblings interesting. You can find this podcast on all the major channels where you find your podcasts. So join us next week when we'll be asking someone else. What's What's next? next?